0: Hi, and welcome to the Future of Development podcast. My name is Anthony Montategi, and I'm here to inspire people to find amazing careers in the construction development world. If you like our podcast, please make sure you hit the subscribe button down below. If you really like our podcast, make sure you hit the little bell. Hey, friends, welcome to the Future of Development podcast. My name is Anthony Montategi, and today, I hope you're sitting down because we've got a great conversation about ARVR with my friend Kirby Shabaga. Kirby has been the strategic guidance for Boeing, leading their virtual reality application development. Also the co-president of the VR-AR Association chapter of uh, Seattle and also host of the XR Satellite Podcast. He uh, gives great insight into all things virtual reality and augmented reality. Uh, Kirby is a lot of fun to talk to and uh, always gets my thinking going uh, when it comes to the future of development. If you like the podcast, make sure you hit the subscribe button. If you really like the podcast, make sure you hit the bell. And as always, I am so grateful for all of your support. Let's get a warm welcome to Kirby. Kirby, welcome to the show. Uh, You know, across one of our office walls here, a 17 foot high wall, it says dirt to dishes. In four weeks, which means we're, we're looking to build ground-up buildings, you know, from dirt to operating, you know, a restaurant or whatever. It is we're we're building a finished product in four weeks, and that is required. That's pushing all kinds of buttons. You know, the need to go much faster, and and ultimately, what the problem has always been is that the right hand can't see what the left hand is seeing.
1: So having bigger visibility is a big thing with uh, XR, extended reality. It can allow you to step outside of your group and see the bigger picture very easily, very quickly. Very practical things today with virtual reality first are things like training. So you mentioned people coming to the site and not having experience. Well, so imagine if you could put them either through a, a pre canned training, like almost like a simulation or it's more dynamic. Maybe you were out on the site earlier and used a a camera either to capture just 360 video or or images or something more more, um, in depth, which is called creating a point cloud where you actually get depth information. And by doing the point cloud, then you can actually have like a model, 3D model of that place.
0: My experience with training was I sat in a class I stared at a board, some teacher, wah, 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 wah. And as as a kid, learning was like that for me. It it wasn't very interactive. As an adult today, I I love learning, right? Because I have a different perspective of it. And I think as, you know, uh, uh, AI is able to look at a site and provide training that's adapted to the human rather than the human adapting to the training, you know, that might have it in its line of path right? That, uh, hey, a worker's working on something here today, but tomorrow they're going to be working on, uh, there's going to be a lift in the, in the, in the, in the space or there's going to be a, uh, somebody picking something over their head. You know, in in today's, in today's path, it starts to train the expectation for tomorrow.
1: Once you get that process captured, then other folks can go in that don't have the experience and benefit from that and not have to go you know, 10 different people have to see the expert for two hours every day for the next two weeks kind of thing. They can, they can experience it almost firsthand. You know, it doesn't replace reality, but it gives you a lot of, you become familiar with something. So that, so that is huge, but really like there there's the pipeline for use cases today is huge. I mean, you might start with even like sales and marketing, just getting an idea of what something, a building is going to look like at that location, but it can even go further because as you're designing the building, you can have uh, the customers, the, you know, whoever you're working with, put on a headset and they can experience it before it's built and say, you know what? This isn't quite gonna work. Can we make this wall you know, longer or shorter, whatever it is?
0: Oh yeah, yeah, that's the ultimate part of the problem with the construction is that you get to the end of the project when you, so you've gone through the purchase you've gone through design development, you've gone through permitting, you've gone through the architectural build-out portion of it, and then you get all the way to the end and now the customer walks in and they're like, but where's my vacuum going to go? Oh, but where's my, uh, I need a screen over here. Oh, look, these desks, they need to group together. And all of a sudden you're on the line of scrimmage, getting ready to to turn over and people are like ripping all apart here and and all that, that panic, inefficiency, the expenses, the cost to our environment, you know, construction has one of the biggest environmental impacts because of that exact, you know, uh, tearing something down, redesigning it. We put up with that for so long, but today we're seeing the impact of that. We're noticing that, okay, look, we've got, you know, uh, the kids that are born today are going to live longer. Our development needs are going to grow rapidly over this next 20, 25 years. And, you know, dramatically change the number of houses we have to build, The number of dwellings that are going to happen. And we're seeing places like Hong Kong where, you know, just population density is changing this uh, stuff. So the impact to our mistakes is being felt a lot further, a lot faster, a lot bigger than before. We went on and did these 360 surveys. You know, today we have digital cameras that can now, you're in the space. You're now in this environment. You can look Under the chairs, you can look, you know, in a 3D, you can, you can almost reach out and touch it. The designers took the remodels. They put them in 3D models and I could put VR glasses on and I could show the entire team right where the new kiosk was going to go, how it attached to the ceiling, how it attached to the tile. To your point, all I had to do is send them out the VR glasses or they could even just do it on a computer without the full 3D experience. They could just kind of fly through it. And they could they could zoom in, pull back, go around something. It was dramatically different. You know, imagine six thousand stores. How many? What the impact on that would have been from just an environmental point of view? If you had nine teams of people go to everyone's locations, and I can see the future where AI designs, AI does takeoffs, AI allows me to schedule people and deliveries at at a much more efficient pace than ever before.
1: Yeah, there's, there's so many different technologies that are maturing here. And what that allows us to do is think about the convergence of technology. So you mentioned AI, right? Machine learning, along with AR and VR. And then we have computer vision and speech to text and text to speech. It is wild. You know, on, on your consumer phone now, like the latest iPhones, you, you have LiDAR built into it, which is really hinting that we're, the consumer is going. You know, we could get to the point where that mechanic or whatever that person on the floor doesn't even have to call for remote assistance. They can just almost like having a local voice assistant with them. Say, "Hey, uh, tell me what to do next. I kind of messed up here. What should we do?" Right.
0: I think that's one of the things that we don't even realize today that the fixes that AI will come up with will be dramatically different than we even our best. Knowledge came up with, so if you were if you were going to be a betting man, what's the future you're betting on?
1: How far out are you? Let's
0: go twenty five
1: years. First, I think it'd be pretty exciting if your company was building uh, structures on Mars because I really want to go to Mars. right? right. <laughs> Definitely collaboration, like everybody during this pandemic, who's fortunate enough to actually work from home. We know the limitations of doing Zoom and Meet and all this. It's just, you're not quite there. Online collaboration, real time, where it feels like you're actually in the same room with somebody, it's going to be approaching reality, perhaps, in 25 years.
0: Where can people get to catch up with you if they want to catch up with you?
1: Probably the best way is through the VRAR Association. So I'm the uh, co-president chapter here in Seattle. Uh, it's an industry association globally so there's probably a chapter in your local uh, town or city uh, but you can reach out to me at Kirby at thevrara.com and if uh, my name's pretty unique so if you search for me on Twitter or LinkedIn you'll find me right away
0: That is awesome you know I love having you on the show and uh, I look forward to more of our conversations uh, in the future Kirby it's, it's great having you Thanks a lot for being on the show. Thanks for joining us. My name is Anthony Monoteghi, always looking for people to bring insight into the industry, finding ways to inspire people to have amazing careers in the development world. If you liked our podcast, make sure you hit the subscribe button down below. If you really liked our podcast, make sure you hit the little bell. Thanks again for listening. Please share with your friends.